So what are the pros and cons of down selects? Stick around and tonight we're going to talk about it. Good evening Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts and welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. It's Friday night and that means it's time for another episode of Agile Acquisitions and Alcohol. So cheers. Okay. So we've seen a common trend coming out, especially in sort of the digital IT acquisitions uh, involving down selection. I love them. I often will say that the amount of effort required from industry and the evaluators should be commensurate with the likelihood of each offer a chance to win, right? So when there's any N number of uh, possible offerers submitting proposals, you have no idea what your likelihood of success is and asking a company to submit you know, a ton of paperwork and documentation, um, it's really too much. And I don't think that's the way we should do it. So I really like the idea of down selects. And down selects can involve uh, usually some sort of like white paper up front, uh, some form of code challenge or in-person interview, and then you know maybe a, a negotiation, sort of alpha negotiation style. And, and I think that's a great approach. And whether you use a tech challenge or you know, in-person interviews, a lot of that will depend on the evaluation team and their ability to discern you know, really good technical capability versus uh, not so good, right? Uh, there's something to consider uh, you know, when you're creating these. It's, it's really good that you're lessening the burden on industry, but uh, taking a one-month, 30-day proposal process and chunking it up into you know, three week-and-a-half phases um, sounds good until you get to the point where a vendor doesn't know they're going to be doing the code challenge or the next phase until they're notified that they made it through phase one. And so now suddenly they have to spin up a team, you know, within like a couple of days notice and, you know, produce a technical um, solution, you know, maybe in like seven days. And that that's also burdensome to uh, especially small companies. You know, they don't have people just sitting around waiting to work on projects like this. So uh, we really need to be very clear about timelines. I think the phased approach is great. I just think we need to know our timelines and be very consistent with what we tell industry up front. That's the first big recommendation is, is let industry know the time. Uh, but the second one is anything you can give industry beforehand, even on a phased approach, give the draft documents, get it out in their hands so they can absorb it and come in and be really solid. You really want to try and give as much opportunity to all of the vendors, not just incumbent vendors to the agency or, or the specific incumbent vendor for that activity if it's a follow-on. You want to make sure that everybody has that same amount of information. Now, of course, an incumbent is always going to have a certain advantage based on what they know, but, um, but you want to make sure everybody has the same access to information. So uh, it's been a real common trend uh, just for fun. Other common trends uh, that maybe are starting to are starting to come out or, or what I'd like to see come out more or some more involved with the self scoring you know allowing industry to mark themselves and provide uh, qualifications against certain criteria uh, is another good one but regardless which method you use past experience as opposed to past performance is so important and giving industry the ability to show where they've demonstrated success on similar activities as part of their technical solution uh, is really a valuable uh, tool for both industry and for the evaluators. And so to the degree we can standardize the questions that we ask around past experience, that will allow industry to sort of package these up and prepare ahead of time to provide 
their sort of case studies, for lack of a better term, of their experiences. And then, you know, that can just be sort of like a reusable feature in acquisitions as they go forward. And that, you know, that helps everyone. So there you have it, the down select process, you know, some, some good and bads about it and some other trends that I'm starting to see in, in acquisitions. So, all right. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this week's video. If you did, remember subscribe, give me a thumbs up, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future videos, please put them in the comments below. And until next week, cheers.